Welcome to the Tanakh Podcast. Today we begin Sefer Shoftim, Shoftim, Judges, Chapter 1. Welcome to the world of Sefer Shoftim. Today we're going to say a few words of introduction and then dive into chapter one. The book of Shoftim describes 300 years of history, about 300 years, between the era of the conquest and the era of the monarchy. And on the one hand, when we look at the book, we read about tremendous heroes, Ehud ben Gera, we read about Barak ben Avinoam, the prophetess Devorah, Gidon, Iftach, the great uh, mighty man, Samson. And we might be expecting that we're in for a book of heroes and adventures. And I guess we are. But when one looks at the book of Shoftim, it is in fact um, a depiction of very, very problematic times. Sefer Shoftim is a period in which there is no national leader. Please note that at the end of Sefer Yehoshua, Yehoshua passes on the mantle to the Zakinim to the elders, that there is no central leadership. And with no central leadership, as it's put in the book of Shoftim, Ein Melech Israel, it means that the country is easily invaded. There is no global spiritual influence. And the result of this is that throughout this period, the kingdom of Israel, the land of Israel, is going to be repeatedly invaded by foreign uh, nations, we're going to hear about the whole gamut, whether it's going to be Midian, or whether it's Moav, or whether it's Ammon, or whether it's the Plishtim. All of our neighbors are going to take part. And over and over, we're going to find that it is very difficult to defend ourselves. Um, what happens is that there are ad hoc leaders. When we have enough of it, suddenly a leader comes up. And these are our Shoftim as we will talk about, Shoftim are not judges. They don't judge in a court of law. They are really chieftains, heroes, who come when there is trouble and save the people. Saviors, maybe, is the best word. But this isn't the only feature of the book. We're going to see that this period is spiritually very low. The people constantly are attracted to idolatry. So no central leadership, idolatry, invasion, and even civil war. There are at least four instances of civil war in this book where tribe cannot get on with tribe. And all of this mounts up to a, a very, very problematic period. The book of Sefer Shoftim really splits into three. Chapter one, two, and the beginning of chapter three is an introduction. Chapter three to chapter 16, we're going to see a cycle whereby we repeatedly sin, we repeatedly get invaded. We cry out to God. Then God sends a savior. And then we remain committed to God until the savior dies. And then we go around the cycle again. And this goes on time after time after time. Chapter 3 to chapter 16 describes this cycle. Chapter 17 to chapter 21 is going to be a set of concluding stories, each interlocked which are going to talk about the spiritual state of the nation. And it has a refrain, those final chapters, 
Ein melech b'Yisrael, there is no king in Israel. The ish hayashar be'inav yaseh. The chorus line is, and each person does whatever they want. Chaos, chaos reigns. So, in a nutshell, that's our introduction into the book. Uh, we'll be developing the introduction more and more as we progress, but let's set stage into chapter one. Chapter one deals with the failure of the uh, settlement in the land, something we've already heard of in Sefer Yehoshua. It, it's a bit confusing because in chapter one, verse one, it says, mot it was after the death of Yehoshua. But when you get to chapter two, verse six, you're going to see that Yehoshua sends the people home. So it's clear that there are the introduction, chapter one and two, is made up of two separate introductions. Whichever way, let's quickly describe what happens in chapter one. We start off with a collaboration. A collaboration between Yehuda and Shimon. Yehuda says to Shimon, Achiv, his brother, come with me and help me be able to successfully um, con conquer my portion. We're going to fight the Canaanites and then I'll go and help you with your portion. And indeed, this is what happens. And we see a description of the way that Yehuda, the tribe of Yehuda, fights in Jerusalem, even, cap even capturing the king, uh, a very evil king. His name is Adoni Bezek. And they talk about this king um, having dis having defeated 70 other kings and cut off their thumbs and the thumbs of their feet. I guess if they cut off their thumbs, they can't hold a weapon. If they cut off their, their, the toes of their feet, then they can't run. Whichever way, the story of, of, of uh, Yehuda and Shimon collaborating shows you what can happen. And we revisit the story of Kaleh, which we've already seen in Yoshua. This is a sort of reordering of the story. I think it's meant to give us the impression that if only tribes would collaborate, then they would be able to successfully be able to capture and populate their te tribal territories. Uh, the, 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 the description of, of Yehuda actually ends, which that that somehow Jerusalem in, in some way had been captured, but it was seized back by the Jebusites. Whichever way, as we go through the story, we see that we go through the different tribes, Joseph, Menashe, Ephraim, Zavulun, Asher, Naphtali. And in each one, what we get told is that what they weren't able to capture Menashe wasn't able to capture a whole bunch of places. And it says, When Israel, this is in verse 28, when Israel was strong, they taxed the Canaanites, but they did not expel them. Likewise, Ephraim didn't expel the Canaanites. Zavulun didn't expel the people of Kitron. By the way, that's today's Tsipori. And Yoshevina Halal, etc., etc. And they tax them. Even worse is Asher. Asher, Lohorish et Akko. Asher didn't dispossess the people in Akko. They didn't drive them out. Neither Yoshevi Tzidon, neither Achlav and Achziv. Maybe some of you know these places. But listen to this. In the case of Asher, Asher is going to be a minority 
Asher live amongst the Canaanites instead of the Canaanites living amongst them. Naphtali lohorishet Yoshe Beit Shemesh, etc., etc. So what do we see? A list of non-conquest, <laughs> a list of failures of conquest. And all of this is going to come to a head in um, chapter 2, verse 1. And I know I'm extending into chapter 2, but I think this is worthwhile. A Malach Hashem comes from the Gilgal. Gilgal is the place where initially Israel um, were stationed when they first came into the land. And he comes to a place called Bochim. Now, we don't know a place called Bochim, but you'll see why it's called that in a minute. And he says, I brought you out of Egypt. I brought you to the land which I promised to your forefathers. And I said, I would never, ever abrogate my covenant with you. This is God. But you may not make covenants with the inhabitants of the land. Smash their altars. You didn't listen. What have you done? And I said, I'm not going to help you expel these nations. They're going to be like thorns in your side. And their gods are going to be a trap. We don't know who this Malach is. Chazal say it's Pinchas. But let's just call him a Malach. Maybe an angel. Maybe a prophet. How do the people respond? The people just cried. So they call it crying. People cry when the situation is helpless. When they cannot do anything, they feel powerless to change the way they are living. In other words, Shoftim's introduction says that Israel didn't make the hard decisions that we spoke about in Sefer Yehoshua. And they've decided they'd much prefer to keep the local population in place. And again, on a humanitarian level, we can totally understand it. But the Torah warns us that these nations are going to be our undoing, that our tenure in the land of Israel is dependent on us keeping away from idolatry. Idolatry was associated with all sorts of horrors, of killing children, of all sorts of deviant sexual practices, of all different magical practices. And it essentially led somebody to a, a deviant, a problematic lifestyle. And God warns the people to keep away from it and that their success in the land will only be contingent on them keeping away from idolatry. Just one final thing. Uh, over the summer, I gave a much longer shi'or, a video shi'or, of an introduction to Sefer Shoftim. And I will put the link, the link of the YouTube video, into the notes of this particular episode in Spotify. So check it out and you'll be able to actually access it from there.